Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Talking Trash. I'm Pumpkin. I'm here with my hubby Greg. Hello. <laughs> um, so tonight we are watching a new show that Greg actually recommended to me, and I want to tell you how he recommended this to me. He hasn't like seen this episode, but so he said, "I saw a promo for a new show. You're gonna love it. It's like Grey's Anatomy, but with hot guys." And I didn't have the heart to tell him that Grey's Anatomy was had hot guys in it as well, but um, this show's called The Resident, and it's a new medical drama that's on... Fox. Is it on Fox? It's oh, on it, Fox. Says it, it says it right there. It's <clears throat> sure on does. Fox. Um, we're going to be watching season one, episode five, called None the Wiser. The Hulu description <laughs> is three concurrent surgeries at the hospital push its staff to the limits, um, and it's, it's a pretty good one. I think I might have cried when I watched this one at work. Probably at my desk. <laughs> so I've seen uh, a couple of these these episodes so far, and they're all like <clears throat> highly dramatized. Would be a great word to say. It's a medical drama. But like, I mean, there's medical dramas, and there's like over the top medical dramas. This is definitely an over the top medical drama. Oh well, I mean, sure. So like, the main character, his name's Conrad, right? He's a, he's the resident. He's like renegade. He was in the army, and now he's like a resident at this hospital. And of course there's the chief of surgery who has a hand tremor. Obviously. And then, which um, I still think was a plot line in Grey's Anatomy. It wasn't. And you will not convince me otherwise. I recently looked back on that. So what it was that you're confusing it with is Weber, when he was chief of surgery, he didn't have a hand tremor. He had, um, blurred vision and he had a brain tumor and Shepard operated on him and they fixed it. Ah. Yeah. So the same thing, just change out some words. Well, it, but he didn't keep it a secret. He, like, told everybody and, like, you know, got it fixed. Whereas this guy, he's just corrupt, and he's actually letting one of the surgical interns, or residents, excuse me, a different one. I can't remember her name. I can't either, but she's definitely from probably Africa, judging by her accent. Yes, she is. She is. Um, and he basically blackmails her by, like, saying he won't give her paperwork for her visa unless she does his surgeries for him. Dr. Okafor is her name. Ah, uh, yeah. Dr. Okafor. And then we have um, Conrad's intern. Uh, What's his name? I don't know. We'll, I've only seen like two episodes. Okay. We'll remember Conrad's intern. Uh, I'll remember his name as we continue. Uh, but he's, he's a first year. He's straight out of Harvard and Yale. And Conrad's like, you don't know the rules. You think you know everything, but you don't. You got to listen to me. You don't know surgery. I know surgery. Well, they're not surgeons. They're they're um, just like yeah, general but, practitioners. But he's always I just think. popping into the surgery room yeah, like that's somebody true. that's completely sterile all the time. Yeah, it's true. He does think he knows better than everyone. And then the nurse, whose name I also can't think of, is in this as well. And she is her, she and Conrad have a – is torrid? Tor, that's, a, that's the torrid? word. Torrid? Torrid. T-O-R-R-I-D. Yeah, they have a torrid history where they dated. Now they're not together anymore. And the, so we have Dr. Conrad, yeah. who is a know-it-all army guy, who looks to be about 24 despite being in the army and also a doctor now. Yeah, yeah. And then my favorite thing about shows like this is, you know, God bless all the nurses. They do all the sure. all the stuff, yeah. all the praise to them. But they're always complaining how they're getting shit on. Yeah. And then you see nurses in TV that are like, oh, I know I'm a nurse, but really I'm a doctor. And I'm just going to do everything anyway that the doctor says not to do, and it's going to work out for me. Well, and I feel like that gives people a false sense of what to expect from nurses. And well, that's not really fair to them. Nick. Nick's her name. The nurse. Sure. Nick. 
Well, so they talk about Nick in the very beginning, um, and they talk about, like, oh, she's so smart, she could have been a doctor. And Conrad's like, yeah, because she's smart, though, she's getting her master's in nursing. She's going to make basically the same amount of money that we make, but with no debt, basically. Half the debt. Yeah. So, you know, she is kind of smart. Right, right. But at the same time, I mean, you know, I've worked in a lot of hierarchical situations, you know? Yeah. Like, when I was in construction, there were people that were not your boss, but you listened to them. Because sure. that was your job. Sure. You know, if you're if you're a laborer, you listen to the mason. Okay. Uh, if you're a bartender, you listen to the manager. You know, these sort of things. Yeah. If you're a nurse, a lot of times you got to listen to the doctor. That's true. That's and I've true. seen two episodes, and in all two of them, or maybe three, uh, Nick is what we're calling her. Yes. Has completely disregarded everything the doctors have told her <laughs> and just winged it, which is like the best way to kill people Well, that's in because the world. she's suspicious about the one oncology doctor that she's, like, overdosing her patients with chemo. She's suspicious of the private practice doctor who has been doing this shit for, like, 30 years. Yeah, but she gets she makes more money the uh, more drugs that she gives to her patients, right? Evil capitalist again. Yeah. this That's what I do like about this show uh, that I feel like Grays doesn't really delve into is, like, the red tape that goes around, like, operating in a hospital. Like, how, you, how do you afford the pro bono surgeries? How do you, like... Yeah. How, well, Grays did that for a little bit. They had a couple episodes like that. Uh, Not like major. A couple, but it was all, but like they always found a way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch this one with you. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) I know, so you're definitely not as passionate about this one as you are like Vampire Diaries, but I know you really do enjoy this show quite a bit. I really do. Uh, As soon as it comes out, you watch it, which is kind of exciting because it's been a while since you've had a show like that. That's so true. It's been a while since I've had a show like that that you didn't also get into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was actually a bad show. Well, I wouldn't say it's bad, though. I would just say, like, it's different strokes for different folks. You know, you're not a medical drama person. No, no, no. I I like Grey's. You keep saying that I don't like Grey's, but I liked Grey's. I don't know that you did. I did, yeah. it It was great. Okay. You know. I just feel like you weren't as moved by, like, the emotional parts of it. No, I'm never moved by the emotion, but it was entertaining, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't I don't feel normal emotions like a lot of people do. <laughs> we know. But, but I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. The The acting was over the top in spots, but not, like, you know. Not like this show? Ridiculous. Yeah, well, they, they condensed the timeline of this show. Like, the whole show, the one episode I watched, The Resident, did not leave the hospital for an entire fucking day. That's pretty normal. Well, they work like no, 36 no, no. hours. No, 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 no. Like he was, he was at the hospital and was like, all right, I guess I'm getting off my shift. And then somehow never went home. He just stayed there. Yeah, that happens a lot. No, no he was scheduled to get off. So he already did his 36 hours. And he was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay through my day off and then work another 36 after that. No. It does make you wonder when they sleep. Because you never see him like sleeping on the on call room. See, here, if you? you would watch the best medical drama ever, Scrubs, you could see they always sleep in the on call room. I mean, I see it on Grey's too. Well, yeah, but Scrubs was better. And Scrubs wasn't really a medical drama. It was like a medical comedy. Uh, there was some drama. I don't, All really, right. I don't really feel... I mean, and I think we're both of the generation, like, after ER, so we can't really compare yeah. ER, but I'm going to go... That's banana. I'm going to go on record saying that Grey's is the best medical drama. But this is a close second for me. I really Agreed do like disagree. It. I think Scrubs is up there, but whatever. Okay, fine. Anyway. Anyway, we, we got off topic. Yeah. The Resident. Let's watch it. All right, let's press play. All right, so I didn't know everyone's names before, but now I do. 
Um, Dr. Bell, he's the chief of surgery that we were talking about with the hand trimmers, mm -hmm. and he's on the benzos mm -hmm. for it, which like kind of fuck with his head. A little bit. And then you have Conrad, we know, is the is the um, the, the resident. resident. And then Devin Pravesh, he's the intern. He's the one that went to Harvard and Yale. Obviously. And then Dr. Mina Okafor, she is the uh, surgical resident. And she helps Dr. Bell with the surgeries. That's right. That's right. She's actually like super talented and awesome. And then... Um, Oh, Conrad's army buddy, who is an attending surgeon, his name is J Jude Silva. That's right, and Jude he, Silva. And he's interested also in Nick, Ooh. the nurse. Got a little triangle going. Who you have a lot of feelings about, from what I hear. I got feelings can't, about everybody. I can't wait to hear about them. All right, so okay. before we start, I got two things, two, two disclaimers to make. Okay. Uh, number one, just want to say the things I'm about to say, the feelings I feel are in no way reflective of nurses or healthcare practitioners as a whole. Simply, these actors. We have nurses in our family. We love sure them. Sure do. Yes. Love them. Number two, even though they're like really useless whenever you call them up and they're like, hey, I, I got an infection, what do I do? Really useless for that. Understand, <laughs> they're off the clock, not a big deal. Anyway, number two, I'm going to take a drink every time Conrad's on screen and his mouth is open. What, what are you he, talking about? When he's on screen... He's like this. He never has his he's mouth closed. Not, he's a fucking mouth breather. He's not a mouth breather. Pay attention he's to it. He's smoldering. Pay attention to it. He's he's like he's kind of like got like well you can't see because this is a podcast. You can't see the face I'm making, but he's got like a smolder. Listen, like, if more of you people out there would uh, support us on Patreon, which we'll probably set up soon, <laughs> we'll have we'll have some fucking uh, video to go along with these podcasts. So you guys can see what my smolder looks like. Damn right. Number two, you count. You, we'll keep a fucking count of how many times he comes on screen and how many times his mouth is open like a fucking person who's been hit in the head with a brick three times. Is this why you're so drunk? Were you playing that game when we watched this earlier? It might have been. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to press play. We're going to keep this, this show on the road. Okay. So we open up with a basically a post-mortem. They call it an M&M conference, right? Nice. Um, but not like the candy or the There's white There's no spaghetti wrapper. at all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and no chocolate covered candies. Uh, basically, some this happens in a hospital. If you guys have seen Grays, you will know this. I'm going to refer to Grays a lot. Um, I'm going to refer to the chief of surgery as Dr. Donald Shaky Hand. Okay, well, his name is. I didn't remember his Dr. name when I was Bell. making my notes. <laughs> his name is Dr. Bell. Anyway, um, you know, Dr. Okafor, Dr. Mina Okafor, she's up there trying to figure out, like, trying to answer for what happened. So, like, the board and all the hospital staff are here, and they're like, how did this bad thing happened during these three concurrent surgeries. And and to any young person out there, her response is something you should never say. Which is? Quote, I broke protocol, things happened. Time out. No, that's not appropriate to say in a professional setting. Come up with a better fucking excuse than that. But that is the excuse. She's Mina. Like, Mina's character is not about making excuses. She's about, this is what happened. Right, right. But the people listening to this, all the young young people listening to our explicit podcast, should know if you're in front of 300 different people uh -huh. who are your peers and bosses, yeah, and they're asking what the fuck happened, don't be like, hey, I broke protocol, things happened. How did 17 people get burned at a Starbucks? Hey, listen, I broke protocol, things happened. That doesn't no, cut it. It does, because you know what? Take responsibility for your mistakes, own them. Own your actions. Don't Think, blame it on someone Things else. happen is not owning your mistakes. That's just saying, like, well, what do you do? 
What do you do? Things so are going to happen. So then, no. Say, I made a mistake. I overcompensated. I worked a little too hard last night. What do you want from me? I'm sorry. I made a mistake. Don't say, I broke protocol. Things happen. Well, that's just who Mina is. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> For the record, I love Mina. She's my favorite on this show. She's your favorite? Yeah, she's ridiculous. Oh, there's Conrad. Mouth yeah. wide open. No, it's closed. Oh, it's closed right there. That's it's one closed. drink. closed. Mm. Wait, are you drinking when it's open or when it's... When it's closed. Oh, okay. Because it never fucking is. <laughs> oh, it's a mortality and morbidity... Morbidi- morbidity conference? Morbidity. <laughs> That's fun to say, sober yeah. or drunk. All right, so they're trying to figure out whatever happened, which we don't want to spoil it. We don't want to spoil it. The three surgeries that took place concurrently, um, you know, they're not against hospital policy, she's saying, and, like, the attending physician was present, and they're like, well, then attending physician Dr. Bell, can you explain (laughs) what the fuck happened here? And then immediate Dr. Bell in his Benzo State cutscene, oh, what's happening sometimes in surgery? You know how it is, doctor. You just throw fucking organs around like it's supposed to get a fucking rave. We do get a flashback of organs flying and like just a bunch of shit going down. There's a lot of blood. Fucking There's ridiculous. a man passed out. There's everything happening. And so. Dr. Shaky Hands just, you know, dazed. So they're asking him, like, how did this error happen? And then, boom, we go to a flashback. Sure do. So. We got uh, patient number one. Ed. Ed. 12 he's, hours earlier. He's got an. Uh, atrophied nut. Testicle, uh-huh. So, uh, we're gonna call him Tim Tebow, because that's what he looks like. No, his name is Ed, patient sure. number one. And, uh, he's got a, got a dime piece girlfriend there. Yeah, Way she's to go. gorgeous. She's gorgeous. So he comes in, because he's got some pain in his balls. Oh, we all have. look at him. Conrad, mouth open. One for Greg. I'm trying to tell everybody what's going on. And, basically... Basically, he thinks he has cancer, not ball cancer. Turns out he has atrophied testicle, and they're going to have to remove it. Which, is there a difference? Probably. Yes. Probably. Yes. Prob- we're going to say probably. I mean, it's like a, it's like an atrophied like, leg, right? But, like, the treatment's the same. So, in the end, does it make a difference? That is... I mean, if it's cancer or it's atrophy, they're getting rid of it. Okay, well, whatever. The point is, if it, if it were cancer, it could possibly spread. This is just atrophy. True. They're going to take it out, but it's going to be okay because he's still got the wor- one working ball, and he gets a cool prosthetic. Sure does. To, to replace this. You won't even be able to tell. <laughs> he says, what does it even look like? Timeout, does it matter? Nuts are ugly. <laughs> That's <laughs> what the girlfriend said. She yep. said, well, it can't be worse than the pair. <laughs> I mean... It'll look a little weird because you're seeing two now. You got one. It's going to be a little flat. It's going to be a little pancake on the one side. But you know what? It's a nutsack. <laughs> oh, it's like when dogs get uh, yep. neutered, like when they're older and they have like the pancake yep, sack. Yep, like our boy Apollo. Yeah, yeah. Like, like our pup. R.I.P. Apollo. Oh, yeah. All right. So then we go to patient number two. Wham! Cut this to is, patient two. This is a mom. Her name is Christine. And she's mad that she missed work. But her kid told her that uh, her son said, I'm sick. You got to come in. Turns out, son not sick. Son wants her to come in because something's going on with her. And she's so fucking angry. Yeah. I don't get it. Now listen, it's revealed here that she has high blood pressure. Right. Okay? As a person with high blood pressure myself, sometimes you get angry, but you know what you don't do? You don't look at a nurse in a fucking hospital and be like, who the fuck is you? Well, guess what? She's in fucking scrubs. She's probably a goddamn nurse. Because <laughs> she works there. She's got right. a name tag. She's got but a this, fucking... Mm. But this lady doesn't want to be at the hospital. She had to leave work to come here and 
now they're talking about her high blood pressure and they're like, oh, you smoke, you could have a stroke, you need to like stay. Who do you think so you are? Do, I'm so a nurse. But basically like, and this is, this is Nick, by the way, this is Nick the nurse. Hmm. Um, she basically scares Christine into staying to get some tests run, which. Which is what happened to me to get my tests run. So I get it. But I wasn't fighting people actively. No, inside you were though. Inside, they were like, hey, you got some high blood pressure. You might be having a stroke. And I was like, you know what? Let's go to the doctor. <laughs> Is that how that works? I, I wasn't like, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about, registered nurse lady. I'm going to fight you with my hands. So wait, are you taking up for Nick right now? No. Sounds like you are. No. I'm like saying the, the lady with the high blood pressure, Christine, was uh-huh. out of line. Uh-huh. And I don't, I'm not a nurse. I've never, never worked in a hospital. Yeah. I do not believe that people come in there that angry. I mean, I think they, I think they do. Because she got tricked not, into going not there. Not on drugs. She left work thinking it was an emergency to go be with her son because she, whatever her son told her, she got there and turns out, boom, he tricked her into going to the hospital because she just has a little bit of high blood pressure. True. But it turns out to be a good thing. We'll find out why later. We move on to my favorite of the three patients. Everybody's favorite of the three patients. <laughs> York. Is that his name? York. York. He he seems to be some sort of uh, philosophical professor. Professor. Mm-hmm. Philosophy professor. Yep, and he is a regular at the hospital. He knows all the staff. Which made me immediately think after seeing the lady with high blood pressure and then the hypochondriac. Yeah. These shows must just skyrocket anxiety for hypochondriacs. Wait, he's not. No, no, no. I mean, like, real life people watching the show. Oh. He's like, I got high blood pressure. That lady scared me a little bit. I started to think about making an appointment after I heard the nurse talk. I know. We never know. Anyway. So here we have uh, the chief of medicine, correct? Is the lady's name? Um, She's basically like like the hospital CEO because this is a private hospital. Right, right. And then they're meeting with. Wait, is she chief of medicine or is that a different title? That's a different title. Okay. Uh, but they're meeting with, like, the chiefs of all of the staffs and stuff. And gotcha. they're talking about, um, you know, obviously their errors and all of that. Yeah. But then they're also talking about pushing for more concurrent surgeries because other hospitals are doing it. And the CEO of the hospital is like, well, Dr. Bell, why ain't she doing uh, concurrent surgeries anymore? Which I don't really understand. I mean... It's a, it's a notoriety thing. Is that it? So it doesn't really make him any extra money, right? Well, it does because he's doing more than one surgery at a time so that he can make more money. But he's saying, like, I made a lot of money, like $35 million last year. Why are you guys freaking out on me? True. But, again, this is because of the trimmer, which the admins obviously don't know about. Of course not. Why would they? So, you know. He's so Dr. Shaky Hands is all about it, or is he kind of... I don't think he wants to. I think... Because, like, because the, of his tremor, he's like, maybe we don't do it? Right, because if you'll remember, I don't know if you watched the pilot mm-hmm. with me or not, but he actually, like, has, like, literally kills someone during a routine gall- gallbladder surgery because Ooh. of his tremor. Nice. So after that happened, he was kind of like, mm, I'm going to let Mina do most of my surgeries. That's a good idea. Yeah. So. She seems to be fairly skilled. Yeah, she's pretty good. Which, also. Which brings us to the next part. Where she also is a seamstress. You didn't know? Now you know. Well, I guess it makes sense. If you're a surgeon, you're really good at, like, stitching people up. Why not stitch up your own dress? Why not? Why not? You have all that free time. Well, I don't think she has a lot of free time. That's kind of the point. 
Well, true. But then she gets beeped to come in on her she's fucking on call. day off. It's her day off. Now we have my man Conrad, my mouth breather, and not, Provesh. 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 Doctor Devin Provesh is the intern. And they're hanging out with York right now. Um, York apparently gives everyone good Yelp reviews in the in the office for of all the doctors of after course. he sees them. Um, and Provesh is like, "What brings him here? What's going on with him?" And he goes over to the computer. While everybody's chit-chatting and stuff, because, you know, everyone else is just bullshitting. And turns out... <laughs> so, so mouth breather Conrad says, so you roll, roll, pull the uh, the profile. Pravesh walks over, pulls it. What do you see? Mrs. Butterworth. Stuck up his butt! Stuck up his butt. <laughs> so... Turns out he shoves stuff up his butt that's, all the time. That's kind of his move. <laughs> that's why they know him, because he does it all <laughs> the time. <laughs> it just... How do you get that up there? Slowly. A lot of lube, too. Oh, my God. Do you use the syrup? Do you, like, do you keep for the, the... Do you use Ew, syrup for no, the lube? because it's too sticky. But then if you go to eat the booty like groceries, you just you know, oh make, make it a little better. Why are you trying to... Thing. Why is Dr. Shaky Hands on the side of the hospital? Is he a rock star? He's the chief of surgery. So the fuck. Who's the chief of surgery at our local hospital? Thank you. We're going there in three months. Do you know? We're touring there on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll meet him? Do you think he'll sign a fucking autograph? Probably not. No, Probably but this is not. like a really prestigious hospital. This would be like Duke. Like, like. Okay, who's the chief of medicine at Duke? Exactly. There. But if I lived near there, I might know. You probably wouldn't. Anyway. My mom's been there a bunch. No idea. Um, Pravesh basically tells Mina that she's going to have to, like, take out the thing from uh, York's butt. <laughs> but then Conrad's like, nah, you're going to have to get, you're going to have to do everything you can to get it out before we bring him into surgery. But why is Mina so angry? I don't get it. She, she's just a tough person to get to know. She has a chip on her shoulder. And she's, she just doesn't have time for all this. Hmm. Yeah. She just doesn't have time. And who is this dick bag of a doctor uh, with the beard? Oh, he's another, um, I, I don't think, I think he might be an attending. Is no, he, no, no. Is he a character a, that anybody cares about outside of this episode? Ish. I think he might be a nurse practitioner, actually. So he's a supporting, supporting character. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, his tag says doctor. Okay, so he's a doctor. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Now we're back to Christine, and Conrad's examining her. Thank you. His mouth was closed. Take a drink. How about that there? <laughs> right there. How about that one? <laughs> but she's got, a, she's got a cold left foot, she's got high blood pressure, and she's got some <laughs> abdominal pain going on. Which, who doesn't have a cold left foot now, then? Am I okay, right? but why only, your cold, why only your left foot, and why is it constantly cold? Maybe she sleeps with her left foot outside the covers. You don't know. Okay, but it's the middle of the day. So it shouldn't be like that. Do you think Conrad broke his nose in the hospital in the in the war and that's why he can't close his mouth? No, honey, I don't. As a as a fellow mouth breather, I feel like you should make fun of him less for his mouth breathing. You know what? I'm not a doctor. If I wanted a mouth breather as a doctor, I'd go to a shithole country. Honey, there's nothing wrong with being a mouth breather. Yeah, there is. Plenty of people that I know and love, my husband included, future father of my children, child that I'm carrying right now, mouth breather. Yeah. 
But you know what? Again, what? not a doctor. What does it have to? What does it matter if you're? A... I'm just gonna make this face. I'm gonna make his face at you the whole fucking time. I don't think he's a mouth breather. <laughs> he's got great hair. I'll give him that. But he looks like somebody smashed him in the head. I think his his like beard is very nice. Like it's the little, a good like, beard scruff that he's got going on. It's a good beard. He's definitely like attractive. I get why they picked him as like the lead guy. I think he should eat a little more because you can see his pulse in his cheek. No, you can't. Pay attention. When you're <laughs> get around his mouth always being open and then stare at his fucking cheek and you'll see it pop. No. I'm telling you. <laughs> I focus a lot of my energy on Conrad because I just want to punch him in his fucking face. Why? Are you jealous of how good looking he is? He's not even that good why. looking. Yes, I just said he was. Great. He his face if you look at his cheeks, now this is something I can speak on extensively because of my family background. If you look at his cheeks right uh-huh. below his eyes, uh-huh. they're very puffy and swollen because he's a goddamn drunk. He's not a drunk. In real life. He's not a drunk. The actor, whoever you are, <laughs> go seek help. So <laughs> Drink too much, and you have family and friends who are worried about you. All right, so anyway, <laughs> um, Dr. Bell is trying to sell some kind of technology um, to an investor that's at the hospital, right? Yep. And I guess I don't even know what he's talking about. It's just like it's groundbreaking, it's better for surgery. <laughs> it's not a blah problem. blah blah. And then the benzos kick in. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun to do. And he starts to like kind of freak out a little bit. Um, the and then the investor's like, eh, "This isn't really for me. I think this will be great, but like, not yet. Not yet. A little exactly. too early. It's a little too a little early. Too for groundbreaking. Me to, yeah, it's a little too early for me to invest." And so, Doctor Shaky Hands is like, "Well, you know what? You're a dummy, which is not how you sell products to people, man. God damn it, dude! Like you don't." Oh, you want to hear my sales pitch? Well, you're a piece of garbage. Pretty much. Whoa. Pretty much. But then, okay, so then the investor, this, I want to talk about, like, what the hospital administrator lady says here. Mm-hmm. Um, so she starts talking about, like, cancer, and she's like, you can invest in cancer. And then she says, cancer is the hospital's number one revenue stream. Sure is. I never thought about cancer in terms of, like, a revenue stream. That's you why. You don't because you're not. A CEO of a private industry, though. Yeah. Private but, healthcare industry. But, like, that's... I, I think that's one of the things that I really like about this show is they, they talk about, like... About, a, like... The like bad side of medicine. Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily the bad side, because, I mean, you have a bunch of people there that need to get paid. Like, Dr. Bell is not cheap. You know what no, I'm saying? that's true. And, like, that... Whatever thing he, he designed and came up with was not cheap. That's true. So, you have to pay for that somehow. And how you pay for that is by... People being sick. Now, it's an unfortunate side effect. It's but a bad business. Well, it's, it's not if they can cure or at least prolong the life of those people. Yeah, but Longer than other hospitals, you know? Right, but right. But when you think about it in terms of, like, revenue stream and, like, brass tacks and stuff. Well, it sucks that that's how it has to happen, but... Yeah. You know. There's, like, there's another up episode on here. I don't know if we watched this one together, but they talk about, like, upcoding. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah so one. like a person comes in with like an ear, a earache. Mm-hmm. Well, that's technically just like a small thing, but you upcode them so right. that you can bill their insurance. You run more, more tests money. or do something exactly, yeah. or run like unnecessary tests. And I bet that shit happens. It does for sure, but you know if like, so I've had uh, four operations on my knee, right? Sure. So I think the total for that was like 
I think it was like a quarter million dollars Holy total. Holy shit. Like before interns and all that, yeah. right? So that's a lot of money. Yeah. But they were, you know, like the surgeon we picked was like the best in the area. Yeah. So we made them, you know, a quarter million dollars or whatever over three years. But they had to pay for the surgeon. They had to pay for all the attendings that were in the room. They had to pay for all the anesthesiologists and the nurses and all this other shit out of that money. Right, but they, but it wasn't just your surgery funding that. Like they right, did more yeah. than one surgery. Right. And I think I think doctors get paid per. Do they get paid per surgery or do they get? I have no like idea. Like a like a month or a yearly. Amount. I thought they were. I really salary? don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean I, I. And I think private versus like you know. Oh yeah. Regular versus, hospitals, whatever public hospitals are different for yeah, sure. Yeah, right? probably. But like, I don't know. I don't think it's that bad. Like, I mean, it sucks that it has to happen, and if you're gouging people, that's wrong, obviously, but... Well, the medical industry does gouge people. Right, sure, but so does restaurants. Like, there's no reason that my ultrasounds cost as much as they do. Right, there's no reason a hamburger is $15. Hamburgers aren't $15. Where do you go with $15 hamburgers? They are some places. Well, I don't go to We just went to dinner, and it was 15 bucks a tip. For both of us. Nope, yours is free. We had a little discount code. Yeah. Well, you decided to get an $11 chicken wrap. Well, why was the chicken wrap $11? You think it cost them $10 to make it? No, it cost them $4 to make it. They're making that money. I think the point the point here is that the medical industry is a ripoff. It probably is. It is. For sure it is. But it also saves lives. So it's not like a complete garbage hole. Okay, fine. Anyway, we're going to move on from that tirade, okay. guys. We got a little sorry, off topic Sorry, there. sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so Ed's picking out his prosthetic. He sure shit is. Yep. Um, and he's trying to decide, like, which size to get. And of course he goes for the big one. Obviously. But I feel like that would throw, like, like she says, throws your balance off, right? Right, for sure, yeah. Well, just like having one ball would throw your balance off. Because I feel like the balls definitely, I mean, I don't have them, but don't they, like, influence the way that you swagger? Not really. Oh. They have no influence at all on that? I mean, I've always had them, so I don't know for sure, but oh. I'd say not. Like, girls have thigh gaps, but guys don't. Oh, I mean, most girls don't have thigh right. gaps, though. Right, 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 But, like... And some guys do. Your nuts kind of just sit, like, at the front of your thighs, like, when you walk. At the front? I always thought they were, like, they hung it literally in between. Right, well, they're not, like, 14 inches of hanging there, <laughs> you know. How far down do they hang? Not that far. <laughs> not that far. <laughs> Not that far at all. It appears that I am not as familiar with the yeah. male anatomy as one would Yeah, think. so it's, it's a balloon, right? <laughs> so when it's like hot outside or you're like active or like even a little bit sexually aroused, yeah. not even like full mass, but like, yeah. that's a good girl, yeah. good looking girl right there. Yeah. Or guy, whatever yeah, you want yeah. to. Your, your ball sack will like expand a little bit. Yeah. And then when you're like, you know. When it's cold. When you're cold, yeah, they that. shrivel up real tight. I've heard of that. Yeah, same thing. I've heard of the cold shrivel. Same thing. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> it's been anatomy brought brought to you by Pumpkin and Greg. Speaking of anatomy, uh, Doctor Pavesh is seemingly getting a nonstop stream of uh, that guy with shit up his Irving. ass. His his X-rays. Name is Irving. Yeah, so Irving, that doctor we were talking about, was a secondary secondary character. That's right. He's literally just sending him X-rays of people who have shoved things up their ass. I think it's all that same guy. Do you think so? I think so. I think you think it's all York? Yeah, I think it's all York. So why did York put an electric toothbrush? 
Ew. Yeah, girl. Homegirl's smoking in the hospital. She is. She's so fucking stressed. She's trying to have a cigarette in the fucking hospital. Okay. I was going to take a drink, but his mouth is wide open, so I can't do it. So they, they just told her that she has a abdominal airy... Aneurysm. Aortic aneurysm, and that they need to remove it before it bursts. And she's like, how am I going to pay for this? Who's going to take care of the kids? I have to miss work. That's like all very valid concerns. Yeah, no, I completely understand that. I, I identify with her more than I want to admit. Yeah, there's. I mean, think about all of the medical shit that we have put off because of those exact same reasons. Which I should definitely make a dentist appointment on Monday. You're not gonna. I've been asking you no, to make a I dentist know, appointment for years. Literally years. <laughs> I know. How long have we been together? Seven. Okay, so about seven no. years. Eight years? I don't know, it's, it's like ten. Eight years in May. Wow. So, September. So whatever. now we're back at uh, this... York. York. I'm, I just want to call him Luke for whatever reason. He's so we're, chatty. We're back at York. And he is casually hanging out with a bottle of syrup up his ass. Oh, he's so chatty. I, and, like, I know, like, in real life, the actor doesn't have it up there. Yeah. But I want to imagine that a person who just constantly shoves shit up their ass and gets stuck and has to go to the hospital <laughs> is just so calm and cool about it. Like, yeah, you know, what are you going to do? Sometimes you get a bottle of syrup up your asshole. I think the best part about it is, like, he doesn't really talk about the bottle of syrup. No. He's just like... Oh, yeah, I was a professor, but I thought about being a doctor, blah, blah, blah. And then he tells he tells Dr. Pravesh that I just don't feel like you're um, Your you're mind is here. elsewhere, yeah. Yeah, your mind is elsewhere. I love it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he gets he gets the, the bottle out. Turns out that the cap gets stuck in. Because Pravesh, in all of his... Six months of practice with this. Yeah. Just started twisting that fucking bottle. Yeah. Inside of the man. He had to get it out. Um, oh, this is important. This is important for later. Oh, yeah, it so, is. So, Bradley, he's a he's a surgeon. I think he is uh, Hey, let's let's identify him correctly. He's a weird-looking ginger. Okay, well, he's... And then a surgeon. He is a surgeon or surgical resident or something like that. Um, he just got out of a 30-hour shift. Bell walks by and he goes, need you for another surgery. And Nick, none of her business, is like, he just got off a 30-hour shift. <laughs> and Belle is like, who the fuck are you talking to? And you know what? Like, I agree with Belle so fucking hard here. <laughs> who the fuck is this Miss Nurse? Shut the fuck up. Like, you don't get to question the chief of fucking surgery. Well, I'm sorry about your life that you're just a nurse. But listen, he's the chief of surgery. You don't get to question him. And then I, the chief of surgery immediately is like, Nick, you got a problem with that? She's like, nah. And he, chief of surgery walks off. He takes two steps. And Nick says, quote, not if I have anything to do with it. No. Bitch, you're a shitty nurse. Get the fuck back there and do your goddamn paperwork. You let this chief of surgery do his fucking thing. Well, but here's the thing. Now they figured out that... Belle's going to be doing two concurrent surgeries. Ed, who's the ball guy, and Christine, who is the aortic abdominal lady, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time. And they're like, no, he can't do that. He's got the tremors. He has a high rate of, like, killing Problems. people. Exactly. So it kind of does, like, she, she kind of does try to, like... Why do they know that he has the shakes? I don't think they know that he has the shakes. I think they just know that he's getting old and he killed a guy 
doing a routine gallbladder removal. Hey, uh, sometimes you break protocol and things happen, okay? He can Not do when he you're the fucking chief of surgery! And you know what you don't do as a nurse? What? You don't question the chief of fucking surgery. I just feel like you're really caught up in this whole hierarchy thing. It's a big deal. I'll tell you what. Going to work on Monday, okay. right? Yeah. Going to work on Monday. Yeah. And when you are working on your thing, whatever yeah. you're doing, yeah. go up to the vice president and be like, hmm, not if I have anything to do with that. And just see what happens to you. <laughs> I don't know if that'd be well received at all. No, it wouldn't. You know what happened? You'd be fired. Do you think so? You would be fired. <laughs> and you would be, like, you'd be, he would be well within his means, he, he or her, I don't know who it is. They would be well within their means to fire you because you're being a douchebag. By giving my opinion. In such a brash way. Like, hey, Nick, first of all, have a full name. Secondly, stop it. Your name is an abbreviation for your full name. Greg. Or Re. <laughs> she spells it N-I-C. Okay? Put a K on it or go by Nicole, you asshole. Some people don't like it. And it could be like Nicolette or... Sure, go buy it. All right. Listen, so here's what happens here. So after they find out that um, that Bell wants to do the surgeries concurrently, Conrad's like, I'm going to get Christine transferred to another hospital. Like, he can do that. Because fuck you, it. Conrad! <laughs> God damn it! So Conrad, this is, this is kind of like the, the premise of the show, basically. So Conrad doesn't listen to anyone. He thinks that he knows what he's going, like, what's best. And, and what's oh my happen. God, does he not... I mean, no, but he thinks he does. So basically, Conrad, <laughs> Conrad decides he's going to get her transferred to another hospital. Nick asks um, another attending surgeon to do the surgery instead. And the, this is this is Conrad's buddy, right? Yeah, this is his friend from the army. His name is Jude Silva. He also happens to be dating Nick, who, as we mentioned before, Nick and Conrad. Previously. Wait, they're actually dating? Well, not dating. I they're just they're, hanging out. Yeah, they're hanging okay. out. Okay. They're like, you know, going on dates. Sure, sure. Going to dinner and concerts. Casually dates. making out. No yeah, big deal. sure, sure. Um, oh, they went to go see the Black Keys or some shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I saw that one. Yeah, and they're yeah. just kind of like doing their thing. Sure. Um, so, of course, Conrad's pissed that Nick would go to the attending surgeon who could operate without anyone supervising him on Christine. Who looks to be like at least 15 years older than Conrad. Well, that's why Conrad's a resident and Jude is But they're also buddies from the army. Yeah. I don't know. Buddies from the army mean you're the same rank? Well, I think Conrad was a field medic and Jude was like an actual doctor who joined the army for a little bit. So after he got out, he was still a doctor. I see. Yeah. Well, something I do not like about Conrad here (laughs) is... He talks about his plan to like to to do something here, right? Yeah. And he, he literally says the words, My plan is bulletproof. It cannot fail. Does he really say that? He says that. No. He says that. <laughs> Why does he know more than everybody except that fucking nurse? <laughs> because she is really smart. Great, good first. She's going to get her master's degree, right? In nursing. In yeah. nursing. She's yeah. going to medical school? Is she a doctor? Is she the chief? A fucking surgery? Or is she a nurse with a super degree? Okay. I hate to refer back to Grace, but do you remember the episode of Grace, or it's a couple episodes, where the nurses... No, I do not. Where the nurses went on strike? Oh, I actually do, yeah. Yeah. 
and how like useless the fucking hospital was without the nurses. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. They're very important. They sure are. God bless them. They do good work. Yeah. Now imagine in this episode here, three concurrent surgeries, Mm -hmm. the surgeons go on strike. Same fucking thing happens. Right. But here's the difference, right? Okay. A surgeon cannot do a nurse's job. Right? Right. They probably can't like do the paperwork and do all like the routine tests as well as a nurse does it every day. Okay, okay. Correct? Yes. A nurse cannot do a surgeon's job. That's right. Everyone That's has their why own special they're stuff. different. Yeah, they're different, but they all know about the medical field. I'm gonna take up for Nick in this. You can take up for her, but she's a piece of trash. And honestly, well, but in this situation, I mean, that you know that concurrent surgeries if complications happen, which we know that something happens based on the M&M before. Because it is a flashback. Right. So if, if the, the likelihood that something happens goes up. So if you can avoid concurrent surgeries, which is what she's trying to do by going to a surgeon who can work on Christine, not concurrently, that's a smart thing to do. Right. Except she's trying to go over the head of the chief of surgery. You see where the problem is? But who cares if he's the chief of surgery? He's gonna kill people. The chief of surgery cares. The chief, the chief of surgery, he's the one who cares. Whatever, whatever. The, so the CEO is the one who cares because she's the one who told the chief of surgery to do the shit. Because she wants more money. Okay. So Jude, Jude says that he'll do the surgery since Christine isn't urgent. He'll do it after his already scheduled one, which is with uh, old Gus Benelli. Makes sense. Yep. Um, That's uh, Mr. One Nut. No, Ed, that's Ed. Uh, Gus was like the really chubby guy that uh, that they were rolling down the hall. I don't know oh, yeah, had, yeah, but it was no. like a routine surgery. Yeah, he didn't, they didn't really, big. he was kind of minor. Yeah, it wasn't anything like big or anything, but he already had that like ready to go. And so he's like, I'll do Christine afterwards, it's not a big deal. So sure, then, sure. you know, Christine doesn't have to be part of a concurrent surgery. Sure. Makes sense. Um, so... Oh, this is the cancer lady again. So this oncologist, her name's Lane, right? Dr. Lane. Dr. Lane. This is the one that we were talking about kind of in the intro about um, her possibly like overdosing her patients on chemo. Right. Yeah, because she makes more money the more drugs that she like pumps into, pumps into people. And, they, and the investor guy's talking to her about like maybe investing in the drugs. Sounds like in her private company. Possibly in her private company. Where she's doing the overcharging, correct? I think, yeah. So she gives the chemo at her, like, private practice, but then her patients still come there, like, for any kind of complications or anything. That's right. why that Lily girl was there because she did, like... She works, she's a both, yeah. Right, right. So she does both. Gotcha. Yeah. So we switch off from them because that's, like, a, a background story at yeah, this it's point. A, it's a subplot. It's, it's, a, it's a season-long story. Yeah, yeah. It's been building up. Meanwhile, we have goddamn Conrad walking in with his mouth wide open, it's bugs flying even, in, bugs even, flying into his not mouth. Even open. Imagine the smell of He's that. He's smiling. That doesn't count. Yeah, it does. You can't. You ha- You can't. He's smile got that fucking him. smirk on his face, like he's something special. He's a piece of trash, and I fucking hate he's him. He's not a piece of trash. How do you think he goes home and looks at his friends and family when they watch his garbage ass performance? The actor. Yeah, the fucking actor. There's nothing wrong with smiling. Sure, winner's lips together, though. Right now? Nope. Well, d- <laughs> Yeah. Keep watching. It doesn't happen. Whoever this actor... Oh, whoever, <laughs> whoever the actor is that plays this guy, I hope he never 
ever, ever hears this podcast. Oh, me too. Me because, too, for sure. Like, like I don't. he's in shape. I don't want to fight him or anything. No, he would beat you. Yeah. He and would. For sure, he makes a ton more money than both of us combined. He would hire each someone episode, to beat you up. Probably would. I'd take it. I'd <laughs> take that beating. I don't know why Conor McGregor's popping in my head right well, now. Well, he's in jail. By the way, this is around the time Conor McGregor got arrested. <laughs> you guys are keeping track of that. You guys are keeping track. Sorry anyway. to date it. <laughs> Sorry to date it. Anyway. Close your fucking mouth! So they're talking, they're talking, they're talking. And basically, this is one of those like tropes where even I was like, "Of course, this fucking happens." Yeah. Conrad has dad issues. He hates Naturally. his dad. He yeah. won't tell Nick why he hates his dad. He's just a bad. Person. It's mysterious. Yeah, like that was just so so fucking tropey. If if he has so many secrets, why is his mouth always open? His, That's the last I'll say for a few minutes. For a few minutes. For a few minutes. We still have the episode left. I can't deal with this. Mm. Stop. All right, so Nick goes into Lily's room, who's one of the cancer patients, and basically suggests that Lily get a second opinion. Like, you know, I know that Lane is, like, a really good doctor and all of that, but right, have you right. ever thought about getting a second opinion? Not, honestly, a bad thing. You should always get a second opinion when you're diagnosed with a serious illness. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah, uh, probably. It's it's one of those things to me, I mean, it, it depends on the situation, but, like, if somebody says you have cancer, you probably assume they're right. Opinion about the treatment plan, though. Uh, maybe, yeah. You do. Yeah, I can see that. You do. You you absolutely just to be do. safe, though. Yeah, yeah you yeah. absolutely do. Hey, banana. Um. So, oh, here comes Belle, Nurse Nevin. That's Nick. He's like, how come Christine requested Doctor Silva, Doctor Jude Silva specifically? And Nurse Nick is like. I don't know. I think it's because he has really good success rates at these type of specific aortic valve abdominal surgeries. What's up? <laughs> and then immediately during this tense moment, uh, Dr. Pravesh gets a picture of a flip phone sucking a man's ass. <laughs> Which, I guess we're assuming these are all York. All of the things that York has put up For me, I'm saying that. Okay. I don't know if it's true. I don't okay. know if it's canon. But it makes the episode more enjoyable for me. For you to think that they're all Absolutely York? Absolutely, it does. Okay. I love it. Well, just so happens that uh, Bell has decided instead that he's going to do York surgery concurrently with um, Ed, the, the testicle guy. Right, right. Instead. So basically, they didn't really, like, do anything good because he's still going to do concurrent surgery. Sure is. Because he's the chief of surgery. And he can do what he wants. He can do what he fucking wants. So, you know how everyone loves loves uh, York and York loves everyone? Absolutely. So, it turns out York hates Dr. Pravesh. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I love Dr. Pravesh. I love the actor. I love I love the way he's portraying this resident. Yeah. Or intern. Sure. Just his facial motions. Everything about him when he receives these, these, these text message pictures. Yeah. It's just great stuff. So, you like him as a character? Absolutely. So, but York doesn't like him because... Number one, I feel like he he feels the judgment coming off Pravesh about York sticking things up his ass. Which, which, you know what? Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Honestly, you know, you live your life the way you want to live it, but hey, people are going to judge you. That's I their mean, prerogative. I still know? don't understand the, like... The appeal? Yeah. Yeah. Of sticking random, like, household things up your butt. Certain things, sure. But, like, a syrup bottle, yeah. cell phone, a light bulb. And here's the best part. 
he blames he blames Pravesh for him having to have surgery about leaving the cap in there. He wouldn't have had to have surgery if he didn't stick the syrup bottle up his ass. A sentence <laughs> I thought I would never say. <laughs> but that patient York, the best part is, is he literally, with Pravesh in the room, sticks his entire arm out and points at Pravesh in the face and says, it is his fault. He left it there. Have you ever in your life been that ballsy to point at somebody's face in the same room as you and be like, hey, it was her fault. <laughs> I never have. Especially a doctor. I've broken up a fight between a crackhead and a whore before. <laughs> and even then, I would not have said, you know what? It was his fault. Would no. not have done it. No. Nope. No. <laughs> nope. Our dog is freaking out right now. She's ready for bed. She's it's so ready. Late, you know? Yeah, it's so past her bedtime. Um, oh, man. So, did, I, I don't know if we talked about... I have a question about Nick. Okay. Actually, a question about nurses in general. Let me answer as the authority of all nurses. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. So nurses are very busy. They see a lot of patients. They do a lot of tests. They're very, very important, right? Sure are, yeah. How did she have time to sit there and talk to Christine's son for 20 minutes? You know what? Later in the episode, we'll see, she literally sits with him through the entire surgery. Doesn't what she the have fuck? patients that she's supposed to be, like, seeing and stuff? Aren't we as a nation short-staffed on nurses? That's what I was wondering. Is I she off work? I did, no. I if, if she's so. off work. We know how that went with the last guy who's off. Well, we'll get to that point a little later. Yeah. The last guy who overworked himself. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. <laughs> Further questions. Why is Dr. Okafor dressed like a fucking janitor? She's not dressed like a janitor. Mm. She's got on sweats. That is, nope. That is a onesie. That is a fucking jumpsuit. Well, it's got her name on it and shit, so it's definitely, like, not a janitor. Is she a doctor of floor services? She's just, she just likes to be comfy. Have you ever worn a jumpsuit? They're not comfortable. Jumpsuits are, like, a thing. It's, like, a fashion statement now. Oh, oh, York. York gave Pravesh his Yelp review. He sure did. And it is bad. It's not a good one. It's a bad Yelp review. He's the only... The only doctor that York has seen at this hospital that got a bad Yelp review. He gave Okafor a good review. Yeah, even Okafor got four stars. And Okafor doesn't have a personality. She's so mean. No one likes her. I like her. Yeah, but they talk about it in the beginning, about how she has low stars, and it's not because she's not a brilliant surgeon, it's because she has no bedside manner. Yeah, none at all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so just a light bulb up a butt. A light bulb. Light bulb up a butt. Um, so so when Pravesh confronts York about the bad Yelp review, York goes, "Well, maybe next time you'll be more careful, conversational, and considerate." <laughs> well, honestly, like I don't know who York is as a person, but for me. As a guy who's, you know, in his, in his early 30s, staring down a, uh, a finger up the ass of the doctor's office, I'm already planning how to handle that. Uh-huh. I don't want him to talk to me at all. You don't want him to be conversational? No, no, Careful, ma'am. Careful, considerate, sure. Conversational, not. Nope. 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 And I feel like that's even different because, like, that's a routine procedure, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right? So that's different than if you stuck something up your ass and they had to come take it out. Because at that point, like, clearly you're comfortable with butt play. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah, clearly. It's kind of like when you go to, you wouldn't know this, but when you go to the lady doctor. Yeah. Like, they talk to you during your pap smear like it's not happening. Oh, yes. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. 
So, like, r- remember when we went to Disney? I yeah. had, like, a pap, I think, a couple months before that. Sure. And so I went there, and she goes, oh, what do you guys have going on? Like, next couple months. I was like, oh, we're going to Disney. And I literally had an entire conversation with my OB with a speculum in my vagina, and it was all about Disney. See, I don't... <laughs> That's weird in general. Yeah. I'm not that open to my doctors normally. <laughs> when, the, when my doctor's not inside of me, I'm not that talkative. I feel like you got to talk about something other than what's happening to no. kind of like... You know what you do? You both just shut the fuck up. No. And then immediately when he pulls his finger out, you wash your hands, you pull up your pants, get some fucking dignity back in your life, and then you resume the conversation. No. You don't need to talk about it. You don't need to talk about anything. You don't... What you want to do is just pretend... That it's happening, but it's not happening. Does it make sense? Yeah, exactly. And the way that you do that is to talk about something else while it's happening. You get real fucking quiet, real introspective, and you just think about your life for a little bit. I feel like that is the very definition of like how men handle uncomfortable situations. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hate the stereotype. You take a deep breath, you push out just a little yeah, bit, yeah. and then you shut the fuck up. Yeah, and you just shut up. Just you just shut up. shut up. I feel like... That's how it goes. It's certainly that's how you handle uncomfortable situations. Oh, man. Anyways. So we have, we have Lane, the yeah. cancer doctor, and yes. Nick. And thank God, Lane, the doctor, is finally talking to Nick, the nurse, the way she fucking needs to be spoken to. She's like, hey, listen, I'm the doctor, and you're the shut the fuck up. And she, That's what she you tells, are. She tells Nick that uh, she's no longer going to be caring for any of like Lane says you'll never care for any of my patients and if you don't watch out you won't care for anyone ever again at this hospital perfect is it yep because Lane is doing some shady shit maybe maybe and there's a there's a uh, protocol to figure that shit out what's the protocol Greg it's probably talk to internal investigators I don't know, I've watched a lot of cop dramas lately. Okay, there's not an internal investigator I in a hospital. guarantee there is something similar. Human resources... They're going to have to wait for her to kill someone so they can have one of these post-mortems like they had in the very beginning. Perfect. Nick is trying to avoid that. Let She's the trying bodies to save... hit the floor. I won't, I won't quote that type of music again. I'm very sorry. Yeah, I don't think I can look at you the same after yeah, that. I don't listen to that music. I just know that phrase. Anyways, sure? we're in the surgery hall Oh, yeah, hall sorry, here. sorry, sorry. How long, do you want to put a bet on this, how long before Conrad busts in with a mask over his face like he's a person who's born sterile? Conrad's not in this. You don't know that. I do. All right, so we start on Ed, right? Mm-hmm. Ed's prepped. He's ready to go. They're going to chop off The left nut. Correct. Right. And so Dr. Bell's like, Dr. Okafor, get started. Get to work, girl. Get to work. So they changed the music from the classical music that Dr. Bell wanted to some hip hop. Yup. And of course, Dr. Okafor goes, it's because I'm black. And the nurse goes, no, it's because it's awesome. It is good music, though. It is good. If I were going to do surgery, it would be to this. It would not be to classical. I feel like I would just fall asleep. Yeah. Classical. Yeah. So, meanwhile, they're working on York, and this is Bradley, the nurse who, or no, sorry, surgeon, who uh, worked a 30-hour shift and now is doing this surgery. Bell's watching him. And this is, 
What patient is this? This is uh, York. This is the one with the... The butt guy? Yeah, the butt guy. Gotcha. So they're like in his intestines right now. Gotcha. Gotcha. And Bradley's like, I like this music. It's very soothing. The classical classical, music. And Belle's like, this is a really big deal that I selected you. Blah, blah, blah. Drown, 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 drown. And Bradley just passes the fuck out and takes part of the organs with him. Blood goes everywhere. Blood goes everywhere. Turns out uh, that York might die all of a sudden just trying to get a syrup cap out of his ass. It's kind of his fault, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, Um, definitely don't stick removable, like, items that have different parts into your ass. If it's a solid object, great. If it has multiple pieces, don't do it. <laughs> Word of advice from talking if trash. If it's not supposed to be up your ass, don't put it up there. Well, look, nothing is, but it's still fun No, they sometimes. make specific things that you can put up there oh, that are safe. If it's not saying. one of those, don't put it up don't there. Don't even bother. Don't even put it up there. All right, anyway. So Mina Okafor, she has to go over to uh, York and help stabilize him because he's bleeding out. So she leaves Ed. Ed's stable. His vials are good. He hasn't been under that long. You know, he's fine. So he's she good. leaves and goes to the next OR to help Belle try to get York back on track. Which, good move. Good move, good move. She rescrubs, so, goes in. She Yeah, she rescrubs, goes in. Meanwhile, we see Jude, Conrad's army buddy, go into his surgery with Gus Spinelli. Gus Spinelli. And after he finishes that surgery, he's going to do Christine's. This is where things get crazy, right? Christine is the uh, high blood pressure lady. Yes, the gotcha. abdominal lady. Right, right. So they come back into York's room, and they say, Whew. "Guys, listen. A lot of shit happens really yeah, quickly here. Yeah, this is really quick. This is what happened. This is what leads to all of the shit happening. Very intense. So they come back into York's room, and they say, "Ed's been under a long time. We need you to get back in there. Cut the ball off. Let's go." Which already like shit's getting crazy, right? Yep. yep. So Mina scrubs in, and she goes back into Ed's room, and you know they're they're prepping him again, and she's ready. All of a sudden, what happens? Christine's aneurysm burst. Boom! Yes. Yes. So Nick and the, the other nurses are going, taking her into surgery. Shit's got to happen. Yes. And then who shows up? Fucking Conrad. It's talk to me, Nick. No, don't talk to me until you close your goddamn mouth. What does that have to do with anything? Her aneurysm burst. She's bleeding into her abdomen. Jude is not out of surgery. And he is out oh. of breath just existing. That's what it has to do with it. So now they have to take, now they have to make Mina do another concurrent surgery. That's number three. Yes, that's number three that she has to do. They're bringing Christine in because Jude is still working on Gus Spinelli. So Christine is now critical. Mina needs to scrub out from where she is with Ed. She still hasn't chopped the ball off. And then she's got to scrub back in to get into Christine's. I hope they're covering her lotion bills. You know she's ashy right now. Oh, my, my God. Goodness. The, amount of, the amount that doctors have to wash their hands, which thank the good Lord that they do, right? Germ but, theory, what up? Yeah, but oh, my God. Can you imagine how dry your skin gets uh, just with all that Jesus. soap? Jesus. I mean, it's, oh, oh, ah. And then we see a quick cut scene to Nick definitely wasting the hospital's money by playing checkers. With the sun. Which, I, and that's what I wanted to know about nurses in general. Is it part of their job to, like, comfort the family while their family is in surgery. I'm going to take a guess and say, fuck no. I'm going to say no. my mom had open heart surgery yes, and did. nobody came and said shit to us. No nurses. But. No nurses. But I think they do have support staff to help with that. But not nurses. I don't think it's a nurse. 
I think it's different. different Anytime I've been in the hospital for a loved one, I've never had like a nurse sit down and personally sit with me no. while my loved one was going through no. stuff. No. Yeah. All right. Oh my God. So shit's still happening. So she back goes, and forth, back and forth, yeah. just scrubbing in. Mina goes in. She goes in. Blah blah. blah. And then she goes, I need 30 minutes with Christine, keep Ed under, and re-prep in about 20. Sure, sure. Yes. Okay, so Ed's still under. Ed's hanging for about 20 minutes. He's been under anesthesia for a long time. Yeah. Which, I don't fully know the problem with that, because sometimes surgery takes a long time. Like, is he just not physically fit for that sort of thing? I don't understand. I don't know. Or it has something to do with maybe... I the really, type of anesthesia, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe they Not use a, a different doctor. one. Yeah. Not a doctor. Not a doctor. So basically, Bell is in the OR still with York. Blood and, splattered all over his face. Yeah. No idea how you focus with that happening, by the way. And he tells Mina, go ahead and put a graft on Christine. You know how to do it. And I don't think she's supposed to do this without an attending there, but she decides that, she, I mean, he tells her. He basically says, go ahead and do it. And so she does it and, like, gets everything stabilized. Basically saves that woman's life. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, like, and she wasn't even supposed to. It's a lot of blood. It's a lot of everything. Yeah. It's a lot of shit going on Yeah. I don't know. Oh, Gus died, by the way. The guy that Jude was working on, he died. Oh, shit. Yeah, he bled out. That's what all that blood was. Oh, yeah, so I, I didn't catch that. Okay. Yeah, so that's why Jude wasn't available for Christine's surgery because he had complications. Yeah. Turns out his patient died. All right, so so Mina gets back in, and Ed's there. Ed, Ed the ball guy. And the nurse goes, should we do another, like, check-in type thing where they, you know, confirm everything? And nah. she goes, no, he's been under too long. Well, good. And then she she makes a cut. And then all of a sudden, they say, Christine is crashing again. She's got to go back in there and fix Christine. Basically, she, this poor, poor resident yeah. has been running like a chicken with her head cut off for like two, off, three hours. On her day off. On her day off, trying to save three different people. And then, finally, finally, we see uh, Dr. Okafor come up, confront Nick, uh, waste of money... Yeah. Whatever her last name is. And the little boy. Yeah. Mom's okay. Mom's okay. York's okay. York's doing good. York's eating good. some pudding, which I'm about to have after this. I'm gonna have and he is pudding. about to shove up his ass. You know that spoon's going you on know his it. asshole. You know it. Christine's doing good. She's still sleeping. Yep. But her monitor is beeping steadily, as it says via the subtitles. 116 over 82 BP. Looking good. Looking good. Looking good. And then we see Ed and his dime piece of a girlfriend. Yup. Literally, like bawling. Turns out, do you want to do you want to say it? Do you want to say it? They took the wrong nut. Mina accidentally removed his healthy testicle, so now he's gonna have to have the other one removed, which means he will be fully castrated. He can't have kids. He has no more testosterone. He's basically a eunuch at this point. Well, I mean, he's old enough. I think that's fine. He's in his early thirties. They just said. Yeah. I think that's okay. Like a eunuch, I think, is a lot younger. So, okay, so... Just to stop the production of testosterone. It's like when you neuter a dog early. So, you, well, here's my question. So, okay. like, when women get hysterectomies, right? Yeah, yeah. And they get their, like, everything taken out. Mm-hmm. If they get it in their, like, 30s or something, mm-hmm. then they go into menopause at that point. Right. They go into it early. Right. Is there an equivalent of that for men if they lose their balls, like, in their 30s? 
I don't know. But I what th- I do know is that Unix and, and things like that are a lot younger. And like, uh, I forget the name. It's like a... Ah, I can't remember. There used to be young boys who were castrated early, like in the... in I think it was Catholic religion, mm-hmm. who were cut that way early to preserve their singing voice. Yes. So that they could they could sing properly. So their so their like voice never dropped. Right, right. So that's kind of what eunuchs are. So they don't grow facial hair, they don't, you know, produce a lot of the testosterone that's required later on in life. Okay. But this guy, I mean, he's in his early thirties, he's probably fine. Like, he's got, a, he's got a decent beard. Yeah, but I, I don't know if he'll be able to grow that beard anymore because the lack of testosterone. No, that's already there, though. Like, those those things were already fired off. Like, he's probably good on that. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm just assuming. All right. If any of you listeners know anything about castration um, of men in, in their 30s and how that affects them hormonally. How to grow facial hair. How to grow just... facial hair. We'll just go with that. Please let us know. Write into us. Talking trash podcast at gmail.com. Boom. I think we mentioned that at least once an episode. Try to. Try to. Try to do it a couple times. Yep. So now we go back to present time where uh, Dr. Okafor is hanging out at the, the M&M conference. Some <laughs> lady doctor is talking to Dr. Bell. Yeah, Dr. And, Dr. Leonard. And we see uh, uh, Conrad with yeah. his mouth just agape. Not a gate. It was. I'll rewind it and fucking show you. It's not a gate. People died. The guy lost both yes. his nuts. He needs to wipe that Wait, fucking smirk no off died. his face. No one died. Yeah, Gus died. Gus Spinelli. Oh, okay, but that's Dead not related. Fuck. That's not related to this. Quit smiling. He's not smiling. That's a serious face. He's brooding. He's not brooding. He's literally smiling a little bit. He's, He's got a smirk. Brooding. He's brooding. He's got a smirk. He's got a smirk. Oh, this is what pisses me off. Tell so, Dr. Bell basically throws Mina under the bus after everything that she has done for him, after covering for him for his fucking tremors, after doing all of his fucking surgeries, after making him fucking look good in front of fucking everybody. He basically says, well, I pushed her too hard, and it just turns out that she wasn't ready, and that's my bad. But also her bad, because she wasn't ready. See, I don't know, though. Like... Yeah, he threw her under the bus, but at the same time, chief surgery tells a resident what to do. Like, she's going to have to do it. Right, but she is a resident for a reason. Making her do three concurrent surgeries is rude and awful, and, like, she should (laughs) not... It is rude, you're right. They should not have put that pressure on her, and, yeah, shit's going to happen. There was a whole ton of complications. I mean, to be fair, like, you know... Things do happen. I'll, I'll give her that one. Yeah. And, you know, maybe maybe it's true. Maybe she wasn't ready for that. And I don't know who would be. And I think right. that's what needed to be said. Right. Not that it was Instead, her fault. Instead, Dr. Shaky Hand was like, hey, wasn't me. Right, exactly. He pulled the old shaggy defense. <laughs> so, Dr. Bell, the chief of surgery, he goes in to Ed's room and he basically issues an apology to Ed and his girlfriend. Yeah. And it seems super sincere. He tears up. He has tears in his eyes. His voice is broken. He is just like, I am so sorry. There is no reason for this. And it's just awful. He's all choked up and shit. Sure is. It's terrible. And for a minute, you buy it. Right? For a minute. I, I still kind of buy it. Like, no. I don't, I don't buy that he, he means it necessarily, but I buy the idea of the apology. Right. 
But then he comes into the the CEO or president or administrator, whoever it is, and he goes, I apologize. And, you know, you once told me that families settle for 45 to 50% less after we make an official apology. And I think we'll be on the high end of that. So it was really just a ploy to save the hospital fucking money. Which, you'll remember from different episodes, had to happen because they said that they could not afford another lawsuit. Which is kind of a weird thing to say. How many fucking lawsuits do you have? Anyway, number two, everybody listen to this has had a job more than likely. If you haven't, finish high school and then, you know, then get to work and then yeah. listen back to this episode. Yeah. Most people have, though. Yeah. I have lied so many times to my clients at work. But the medical field is different. You take a Hippocratic oath. You take an oath to be to act in the best interest of your patient, not in the best interest of the hospital. In that moment, he apologized to them. He made them feel a little bit better about it. I'd say that's in the interest of the hospital. And if that's he just happens to save the hospital 45 to 50% of the lawsuit money. That is an so unintended consequence or a consequence of his apology. And I feel like it's okay. Now, you know, morally, it's kind of a shithead move. But, you know, hey, they feel a little bit better. And the hospital gets to continue on and save the rest of the patients because they're not shut down because they're broke. It's, it's tricky. It's tricky for sure. And it's not like the best way to do it. But, you know, it is a way to do it. I think Dr. Bill's a shitty person. No, nah, he totally is. He He's totally shitty, is, yeah. shitty person. I, I just don't like him. Oh, man, so Mina Okafor, though. Looking like a snack. Look at so her. So she mm. really bounced back from that M&M conference. Again, not the candy or the wrapper. Really nicely. She put that dress on that she was working on, working on earlier. She's got, got a the earrings to on. Her. She's going out to unwind, which is good because, like, you can't just sit there and cry about the fact that you chopped off a man's testicle earlier. Sure can. You can't unchop it. So nah. just, just try to... Live your life. Live your life, which yeah. she does. Which she does. What? Which, if that were Dr. Bell, you would say is a shitty move. But whatever. I would not. Dr. Bell's going to sleep fine tonight. You know why? He threw her under the bus. I bet she's going to sleep fine tonight. I hope she don't sleep alone. What if she does? With her angry voice. I want to know, okay, so so Nurse Nick, she just mm-hmm. went in, the son of Christine is sleeping on the couch, right? Yeah. She went in and covered him up. When I'm in labor and you fall asleep on the couch over there, yeah. is somebody going to come cover you up? Why is that important? I just want to know what the nurses are going to do when we're there. Probably not. Other than bother me. Pro- probably not. Oh. Hey, when you're in labor... Fingers crossed, I don't have any medical emergencies going on. They're probably going to ignore the piss out of me. Well, it's women's hospital. They only do labor and delivery, so if you have a medical emergency, you're at the wrong fucking place. I bet they can save a life. (laughs) It's a bunch of gynecologists and neonatal people. All right, this is the last cliffhanger. So Jude and Nick, they leave together, right? Conrad sees it. He looks longingly in the distance. Cries a little bit. He's very sad about it. And then we learn who the fuck was that investor from earlier, Greg. (gasps) Who do you think it was, if you had to guess? I mean, knowing how dramatic the show is, it's easily his dad. It's Conrad's motherfucking dad. 
You can tell dun, because dun, dun. Conrad's mouth is open the whole time. Okay, well, yeah, if you fucking hate your dad and your dad just, okay, it's open there, yes. If your dad just, like, shows up out of the fucking nowhere and he's that bad of a guy that you fucking hate him, he literally said in the beginning of the episode or middle of the episode, earlier in the episode, I hate him. He's the worst dad that anyone could have or have. And then he just shows up like that? Sure. Your mouth's going to hang open a little. I think that's just a character trait he has. What, the hangover mouth? Yeah. I also don't like how in these shows, medical dramas are especially bad for this. Yeah. Unrelated to mouths being open. They speed up the dialogue by about, like, 20%. So, like, you and I are talking, right? Yeah. I say something, and then you respond, right? Sure. And you took a little break there to think about it. What did Greg say? Oh, yeah. I agree. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. There's that break again. In these shows, they don't do that. Ask me a question. What do you mean? What do you mean? They say this shit so fucking quick. <laughs> Humans need because, a second to respond. That's because medical professionals, their brains have to operate so quickly. So they're like, I need 50 cc's, stat. I need some epi. Push more epi. Push more epi. That's all I've learned. Whenever someone is coding, always push more epi. You gotta push the epi. Push epi. Push the fucking epi. I don't know what epi. Is that epinephrine? I think so. Okay. Know anything about medical stuff is what we've learned. No, not a doctor. Still, <laughs> I'm barely a salesman. <laughs> You're barely sober. <laughs> I'm not at all sober. Oh man. Anyways, guys. Oh, that was a fun one. That was a good one. Yeah. I'm drunk and I got the hiccups. <laughs> I feel like we should order a pizza. What I'm, do you do? I'm gonna have some popcorn. Hey now. Okay. Hey guys. Thanks for uh, listening to us. Yeah. Uh, check us out on SoundCloud and Google Play and Apple iTunes and wherever else you get all your great podcasts. We're probably among that list. I hope so. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, anything else, Pumpkin? Um. Oh, email us. Questions, comments, concerns. Talking Trash Podcast at gmail.com. T A L K I N. Trash Podcast. No G. At gmail.com. Oh, All right, that's, I think it, I'm good. Is that it? Yep. All right, say goodnight, pumpkin. Night, pumpkin. <laughs>